This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is our weekly visit with our Cyclone Radio Network crew. I'm joined by Eric Heft and Ryan Harklaw as we look ahead to Saturday's game in Lawrence, Kansas against the undefeated Jayhawks. Lots to break down on this one. We hope you'll enjoy this visit with Ryan Harklaw and Eric Heft. Guys, this week we heard uh, Lance Leipold, the Kansas coach, reference the fact that Iowa State's kind of been the model for him on how to turn his program, uh, which is a nice compliment. And they've done a phenomenal job turning it. I'd like you guys to comment on that. But also, I do think it is a little different the way he's turned it because they went so heavily into the transfer portal and nothing wrong with that. He found a lot of really good players. A lot of them came with him from Buffalo, but Matt didn't really go with that approach, but still the results are there. And it is nice to be the, maybe the model now, instead of uh, looking at Kansas state or some of the others as your model. Now others are looking at Iowa state as their model. So that's a, that's a nice compliment for Matt and his staff. Yeah. I look at this, what coach Campbell's been able to do here. And I think what the sign of where they're at, and I think what these other schools are talking about when they say it is, is depth. And it's taken time and you have a program, you have culture, you have all this other stuff. But what, what Coach Campbell's been able to do through his culture and through some of the things that he does is he has depth. And when you look at us playing defense on, on Saturday, there's going to be 23, 24 players playing at one time. And I think that's a, that's a big deal and that's where these other these other colleges and universities like hey if we could get to that point where we're too deep you know right now they may have 11 deep 12 deep on defense and if we get to the spot where there's you know two deeps where we can run people and one injury is not going to take us out that's a big part but I think when you look at the culture of the place where people have talked about I think MJ Anderson and Demetri Stanley are great examples of what they're looking for you know they've come into this program and I've talked to both of them I think you two have as well they they want to be here. And I think not only does that help our culture, I mean, it really helps them. Obviously, if they're in a new place, but it also helps inside of our own locker room when these kids are coming in, it's like, wow, this is amazing here. You know, and you've only been in the Iowa State locker room before. That's all you're used to. But when you see other players coming in from other programs and they've seen what it's like outside of a different outside of that locker room and in a new one, and they're saying how great it is here, that only helps the culture of what Coach Campbell's been able to do at Iowa State. And I think that's what these coaches are looking for. I think it is a great compliment. Dave Aranda said a lot of the same things last week, the program that's kind of what they're trying to be, and certainly they've done a really good job of that as well. One of the things a little different, uh, Coach Leipold has done a little bit differently because times are different. Now you have immediate eligibility, and you're able to really uh, rebuild in a much quicker way. That is, if you're selective about the people you bring in, you, and they do fit your culture. He's done a good job of that, but uh, so is Matt. The, the guys that he's brought in as transfers have really been great, too. But the foundation for Matt was built from really the ground up. Had some good players here when he got here, uh, but added so many more. And, and now they, they're very selective about the guys they get who are going to fit the culture. And I think, you know, culture is a, a really big thing. Uh, it's it's going to be big for Kansas as well. One of the really big stories in college football this season is how well Jalen Daniels has been playing and a true dual threat quarterback getting a lot of attention right now and deservingly so he's been phenomenal, but the whole offense has been good. Real good test for Iowa State's defense this week, guys. He is good. He is really good. As a quarterback, he is 
uh, outstanding watching the film really this week. I haven't had a chance to watch him much, obviously, on Saturdays and had a chance to look at their film this week. And he can sling the ball, too. I think he's going to come out, as everyone says, he's a running quarterback. He is a rushing quarterback. He leads the team in rushing. Um, but I will tell you, he can he can throw the ball and very accurately and, and with a really good arm. So he is going to put a ton of pressure on our defense or on any defense this year because he makes you play the entire field. You know, some quarterbacks, you know, they'll sit in the pocket and you know, no place to you have a place to rush to. Or on the run game, you only have to play one side of the line of scrimmage because you know where the run's going to go. So once you go to the left, you know, if they're running left, everything's going to the left. With Kansas, because of his ability, everything's a misdirection. So even what looks to be a run to the left ends up to the run to the right. And it may be a counter with it with one of their running backs, or it's maybe him pulling the ball back and going that way. So this is a true RPO offense. I mean, people say we right. run an RPO. We, we don't RPO every time. We, we, it looks RPO, but it's, there's no run threat. This is as true of RPO as you're going to see all year where the run pass option is open on every single play. He's a terrific talent, and I think like one of the things, too, that was, I think, very beneficial to him was the fact that Coach Leipold said, hey, we're not going to go to the portal to get a quarterback. We believe in you, and I think that really spurred his confidence and has helped him. But, I mean, their offense is like triple option, that RPO. I mean, he can hand it off to the back, or he can throw it, or he can run it himself, and it's really very difficult. I think one of the big strides, maybe the biggest stride he's made is his – limiting mistakes i mean he had he was kind of mistake prone before but now you know 11 touchdowns one interception he's throwing the ball at 70 percent accuracy and his legs are his legs are great and really stresses the defense in so many ways but he he's been terrific so far probably as good a quarterback in terms of what he's accomplished so far this season as anybody in the country he is when you look at him eric he's you know who reminds me of watching him on film just in the wrong jersey it reminds me of seneca wallace yeah, and that's scary when you got a Seneca Wallace lined up across from you. I don't care what the other positions are. When you have a Seneca Wallace across from you, that is a scary situation. And so, Coach Haycock, you know, I know he'll put a great game plan together. We got a great defense. Their hands are going to be full with with a talent like that, just because again, when you look at him play, it has the Seneca feel from him and how he's able to play this game. And he's gotten Seneca-type attention. He's uh, listed as the number two Heisman uh, candidate right now by ESPN. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. Guys, I guess that puts some pressure on the Iowa State offense, if you will. But, you know, I thought they were sharp on some possessions against Baylor. I think they need to be sharp on more possessions this week. Yeah, when we came out of the second half, obviously that's, you know, maybe not the greatest start to the half offensively. It took us a couple series to get going again. And against this Kansas offense, you gotta, we got to stay with them. And, and I, when I say that, I mean by points. I don't see us shutting Kansas out, you know, for the, for the day. It would be a tough task to shut an offense and a skill player down like that where they don't put points on the board. So the good news is, is I, I really feel that this offense has the ability to take this game over on Saturday. And if their offense is not on the field, they can't do anything. And it's gonna, we can frustrate them and get them uncomfortable and get them away from the run game more than they want to be. If we can get up and go up fast and then hold the time of possession, well, we should be okay. But that hasn't held true either. They've been down by 14 two different games and came back and won. So, again, time of possession is really going to matter on Saturday because we have to get their offense uncomfortable 
But I believe our offense will have the ability to do that on Saturday against their defense. Well, you know, one of the things Saturday I think it really hurt Iowa State against Baylor was the fact they got behind. You know, it kind of changed the dynamic a little bit. It'd be great to play from ahead in this game in particular. Put the pressure on them. I mean, I don't think they've played a great defense yet. I think this will be the best defense they face. So they're going to have some unique challenges too. But offensively for Iowa State, they just got to eliminate the little mistakes. You know, a little play here or there that kills a drive. I mean, the three and outs, we had opportunities to make some plays. We just didn't quite make them. And, you know, it's going to fall on everybody to do their job. But Hunter in particular has really got to be sharp in this game and, you know, avoid the turnovers and make the plays. You you kind of forget. I mean, he's only started – you know, four games in his college career, first conference road test coming up Saturday. He's been really good, you know, but he's still, it's still a, a learning process for him. Hopefully he can take another step because I, I think we talk about Jalen being a great quarterback. I think we got one that can be really, really good too and has been really good, uh, but he's going to have to continue to improve. And if that happens, uh, I, I really like our offense against their defense too. Does he need to uh, run more guys? I, and I don't mean, um, by design, I just mean talking to go quicker in plays sometimes than he does. I think that's a feel thing. When you look at some of the opportunities he does have to run it, um, there's times you're like, wow, if you took off, you have five, 10 yards, take them when you can get them. But at the same time, when you're doing that, your eyes aren't down the field. Right. You know, and as a quarterback, if you look, what I've been so impressed about him so far this year is his ability to read of the defense and then go through his progressions. You know, usually when you see a first year starter come in, they're like, okay, here's my hot receiver. I'm going there, maybe going to number two. What Hunter Deckers has been able to do is work through his progressions from receiver one, two, three, and then even possibly into four. And I think that I'm willing to give up those five to 10 yards to have the ability of a quarterback to keep his eyes down the field and be a threat all the time and work through the progressions like he has. Um, you know, is there some opportunities maybe he had to, to run? Yeah, I, I think there's probably some here and there. But at the same time, what he's doing is what he's been coached to do, and he's been doing it really well, especially this early uh, in his career where he's able to work through his progressions on the offense and the passing game. I mean, that's kind of one of the things I was talking about a moment ago. It, it's he, he's, he's young. He's, he's developing a real feel for what to do. I love the fact uh, that he is – a guy keeps his eyes downfield. He's a pass-first guy when, when he's back. Uh, but I'm sure there are going to be opportunities. He'll he'll learn that. And he'll sense it earlier, uh, I think, going forward. Because we know he can get that five or ten yards. I think it's especially important, you know, when you're in those third-down situations. And, you know, you may have an opportunity to hit something 18 yards downfield, you know, but you need five for the first down. you got to make sure you keep the chains moving. And I think that's something that, as he evolves as as a quarterback, it'll come more naturally to him. And he did have a 41-yard touchdown run against Kansas last year, so we know he can run. Uh, I'm excited to see it when it does happen, but uh, you're probably exactly right. Hark, he's doing exactly what he's been coached to do, and, and that's not a knock on the coaches at all. I think that's, hey, let's try to keep this guy healthy for the, the long haul. When I'm looking for something new to wear on game days, my brand of choice is Authentic Brand. They offer the most premium Cyclone apparel that has me looking my best on game days and every day. See what I'm talking about by visiting Authentic-Brand.com. Special teams, I thought guys were really good against Baylor. Tyler Perkins, man, that guy, he's hit 13 punts 
and six of them have gone 50 yards or more. And, and then on top of that, our coverage units, I thought were really, really good. So I think we've found something here in the, in the punting game. Yeah, that's been big. Uh, you know, obviously they had the little missteps that weren't necessarily his fault against Iowa. But aside from that, I mean, he's hit the ball, I, I think, maybe more confidently each game. He seems to yeah, more of a thunderfoot, if you will. But he's he's been terrific. And, man, field position games, we've seen the importance of having a punter or not having a punter who can do the job. He's been great. And I thought Baylor, you know, as a team, special teams is always a tremendous challenge. And I thought our guys answered the bell in a big way last Saturday. Yeah, that was a big win last week uh, when you look at the special team side of the ball that, that I was a little nervous about going into that game because Baylor does put so much pressure on you with special teams. And we, uh, let's be honest, we struggled a little bit. We had two block punts and a block extra point so far that year or this year. So, you know, going into that game with a team that likes to come after it, they got the athletes to get there and, Wow. I mean, I think that that was a big, big step up for, for our special teams on Saturday. And they, they've come a long way. And Perkins is, like you said, he's hammering the ball right now, which is really fun to watch. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. Mark, I got to go back to your... Uh sleeper hold theory which i like i, I like it a lot uh for this game but I, I do feel like what you touched on earlier is true as well that no lead is really safe in this game we've seen kansas come from 14 down a couple times we know iowa state is certainly capable of coming from behind in a game as well but i, I feel like if you have a 14 nothing leader if you're down 14 nothing this is one of those games you just got to keep playing because i don't know that either team uh, would be unable to overcome a 14 point deficit Correct. And then you look at when you've been in that sleeper hold, we got put in one last weekend, you know, yeah. against Baylor. We got, it felt like a wet blanket on us. You know, you just couldn't get them off of us in the third quarter, you know, and they weren't really doing anything. They only scored 14 points in the second half, but it felt like 30. And it's because they had the ball the whole time, you know, and they, and when we were going to get a drive, we just kind of not get to that point. And they got us with that, I call it the wet blanket. You just can't get it off you, you know, and once we were, we were able to get it away from us and, get back into the momentum of that game, it was too late, you know? And I think that when it happens to you, it's completely frustrating, but when you're able to do it to somebody else, it's so reassuring knowing, well, we got this game under control. We're only up by seven, but we got this. And I think that's going to be a big key to this this week is getting up on them, making them uncomfortable and doing something their offense doesn't want to do and put that wet blanket on them uh, for the day and make them do things that they're not comfortable doing. Absolutely. And sleeper hold has come to fruition much more if Iowa State can get that run game going in a big way. You know, Jirel, uh, maybe Cartevious is back uh, healthy. I mean, pound on them and then you know, and then play action pass. I think that's the recipe for Iowa State to control the ball. And certainly, if they control the ball, time you mentioned time of possession will be important in this game. But we have to win that because they are under 30 minutes, I think 28 minutes on average. They score so quickly a lot of times. Uh, but if you can just kind of keep the ball away from them, make them impatient on the sideline, waiting to get back in. Uh, and I think maybe you can force some mistakes when they get back in and they press a little bit. Guys, we will see you in Lawrence. All right. Go cycling. To Today's sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.